Hi, welcome to Yas McQueen. I am Dean Rebecca McQueen-Ruark, the Vice President of Student Affairs and Dean of Students at Kentucky Wesleyan College. And this is my podcast where I get to talk to different student leaders from campus and just find out what they're doing um, to impact the campus community and their involvements and just to get to learn a little bit more about them. It's a favorite part of my job. So um, I am really excited to have Erin Sexsmith, who is a senior um, on the podcast. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, hi guys, I'm Erin. Uh, like she said, I'm a senior. I'm a bio major with a minor in chemistry and I'm going to vet school hopefully next year. Awesome. Um, still waiting to hear back about when my interviews will take place, but really excited for that. Um, I'm on the golf team. I'm from Michigan. And so you know, it's been kind of funny lately hearing everyone wonder if it's going to be a lot of snow over the weekend. Oh, like, yeah, I'm sure you have y'all don't Y'all don't know what a lot of snow is. But you said y'all. I, I know. Okay, you just said y'all. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I will say, it ha- yeah, that's definitely rubbed off on me. I say y'all like every other word. I like it. You're one of us now. I, I really am. <laughs> okay, you transferred here. I did. Um, yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, oh, yeah. Like, so my freshman year, I started a different school in West Virginia. I was on the golf team there. Same thing. Had a nice scholarship. And then they like immediately cut the golf team as soon as I was supposed to go into my sophomore year. Like, I'm not joking. It was 10 days before I was supposed to move in. Oh, my God. It, yeah, it was so sudden. And make matters worse, they literally, we got an email from the AD at 4 p.m. on a Friday. So, you know, like how colleges are, they close so on the weekends. there was nobody to yeah, help you. Yeah, there's no one to help you. We're like, what the heck? We're all, like, talking as a team. The group chat's blowing up. Like, it was insane. And, like, we were trying so hard to campaign for ourselves because we were a great team. Like, I don't want to brag, but we broke so many school records being there. Oh, wow. Like, we had the lowest 36-hole score, lowest 18-hole score. We had the best team GPA. We, we were amazing. And they're like, mm, yeah, sorry, we just don't want you here. Was it budget issues? Or? It was so, like, our coach had called us literally three days before to say he had gotten another job. And then they cut the team, and we're, like, pretty sure it's because they didn't want to find a new coach. Gotcha. Because they did kind of reference it. They're like, it's going to be too hard. And we're like, okay, we found this guy just talking to people who's like willing to step up, at least be an interim position. And you didn't even want to talk to him. So it just made it easy. for them Yeah. To okay. And it was like, it was just so stressful because I was like, it's so close to when the school year is supposed to start. I was like, I'm not going to have time to transfer anywhere. And it just happened that like um, Coach Battlehack here was good friends with my previous coach. And he reached out to him was like, hey, that's garbage what your girls had to go through yeah and he's like hey if any of them want to come play for me like I will do my absolute best to work with FinAid and match their scholarships and I was like oh my gosh I can golf again because yeah. I was ready to like hang it up and I was like so just pessimistic I was like maybe I'll get to play again at some point but so like everyone here made it so easy and I was like literally got I put in my application, got accepted, and, like, started working on FinAid and basically did get my scholarship matched, which was amazing, and, like, got that all done within, like, basically 10 days, and it was just, everyone was so nice, and everyone in my old school was making things so difficult for them to work with, and it was just, coming here was just such, like, a breath of fresh air. I was, like, I didn't realize how bad things had been. Like, I loved my team, but that was the only good part about that school. Yeah. And it was just coming here has been such like a different experience and such a positive experience. And it's like, I have no regrets about any of it. Like it definitely worked out the way it should have. That's what I like to hear, especially <laughs> since my husband's the vice president of admissions. Mm-hmm. So like, I like to hear that he's doing his job. Oh there. yeah. Um, okay. So you, are you a zoology major? That's what you said, right? Bio. Bio. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, how does that work? 
So you're like, you're going to vet school mm-hmm. is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't have to be a zoology major to go to, I don't know enough about science. Oh, no. Tell me more. Um, basically, <laughs> you, honestly, you don't even have to have a degree to get into vet school. Like as long as you, they have like their set prerequisite courses. Okay. So like I have to take my gen bio, my gen chem, my gen physics, um, certain upper level biology and zoology courses and certain upper level like organic chemistry like but <laughs> yeah i mean all of this is like a foreign language to me it could be like um, the only reason yeah. i have a chem minor is because like i needed all those classes to get into vet school so, you're so like, like might as well get the minor yeah literally gotcha. like might as well fill out a paper but yeah so could be zoology could be bio the only reason i am bio is because my old school didn't have a zoology major and okay. i didn't want to go through the process of changing my major which and like Probably would have been fine, but I was, like, just too lazy to do it. Do you, so where are you applying to vet school? Um, well, I'm from Michigan, so Michigan State. Yeah. Um, that's, I, that's where I am getting an interview. I still So just, you already know that you're, that you have oh, an interview. Oh, yeah, I do know I have an interview. They're just, like, um, they've been really busy, so it's setting the date is what's taking a minute. Yeah. Um, I'm also applying to Cornell. And, oh, my God. Oh, I know, right? Well, I wanted to, like, give myself a very wide range. Yeah. So Cornell is, I think they're now second in the country. They were top in the country, but then UC Davis took them over. So Cornell is my top, my, like, far-reaching. And then Purdue is, like, that's um, kind of my, like, security school almost. Like, they're, okay. like, the lowest ranked. They're, they're all great schools, but, yeah. like, you know how it works. That's the lowest ranked one that you're applying for. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I feel like <laughs> Purdue is still, like. I think I think it's still in the top 25. I, I was going to say, so. like, you know, Purdue is, like, my safety <laughs> school. Like, I don't know. I am so you impressed. Know, I, no. When was the last? I don't, I don't. Uh, Annie Grace Marker, did you know her? She's in vet, um, I, vet school I've heard right of her, now, yeah. Right? I didn't know yeah. her personally, but yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I am like in awe. Like, okay, so do you want to be like small, like domestic? <laughs> that sounds so stupid. But like people's pets? Like, is that what you want to be? Um, but yeah. there's like large animal vets too. Right? All I know is I don't ever want to put my hands on a cow. That's all I know for certain. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, did you ever know Tanya Marksberry? Yeah. Our old nurse. Yeah. yeah she would talk about um, mm-hmm. helping cows with the birthing yeah. process. Well, because um, like, she ran, she helped with the spay neuter clinic at yeah. the um, uh, Humane Society. And so I worked with her a lot through that because I would volunteer there. Okay. So yeah, we talked a lot about that. I was like, no, it ain't for she me. Was like, girl, you'd get up to your shoulder. And <laughs> no, I was like, I'm like nope. No, that's enough. <laughs> no, that is so funny. Do you, um, are you afraid of dogs ever? Oh, not at all. I love dogs. Like, so okay. I grew up with a huge German shepherd. Like okay. he was 120 pounds. He, he was big for a German shepherd even. And he came up, like, at least to my waist. And I'm like, I'm short, but, like, he was big. And it kind of spoiled me because I'm, like, I was so used to just, like, putting my hand down and petting him. And so I'm, like, anytime I have to bend down to reach your dog, I'm, like, your dog's so small. (laughs) This tiny little squirrel. (laughs) What is happening? Well, it's funny. I was a – okay, so this is is about me. But um, (laughs) I was attacked by a Doberman when I was little. Um, I was out in the front yard with my cat. I was, like, probably six. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like – with my cat in the yard it's a real winner um and like the neighbor's doberman like came over and attacked me oh, gosh. Um, yeah, that's and so scary. like from that until i was like an adult mm-hmm. i was like seriously afraid of dogs but now i have two dogs um the neatest thing <laughs> sorry you're gonna have to edit a lot of this out probably <laughs> but the best christmas gift i got this year so mm-hmm. my husband um got me um the DNA tests for my dogs. I want to get my brother one of those because his dog like is such a mutt? pure mutt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, my one dog is like came back. Um, she's like 25% Chihuahua, but then the rest is like super mutt. Like there's right. just so many different ones. <laughs> yeah. And then my other dog, um, uh, the white one, um, he's half oh, German he's Shepherd and then half something else, some sort of like Australian <laughs> sheepdog or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. But 
Anyway, fascinating. I love dogs. <laughs> I so. love dogs. Do you do like, like, well, you have to learn how to do like snakes and lizards and um, stuff? That depends on like how much, if I want to go into like exotics or anything like that. And like, honestly, I really like snakes. Like snakes really fascinate uh-huh. me. That's great. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> well, I'm the girl who loves like crocodiles. Like I was raised on crocodile hunter, you know, Steve Irwin. Yes, crikey. So, oh yeah. So like, I kind of want to be hometown, like pet, um, family pet vet. But then, like, the ultimate dream job would be go work at Australia Zoo, like, the Irwin family zoo. Yes. I'm, like, working on tigers and stuff like Bindi, that. is that his daughter, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, she's so gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. I want to be her. She's a dream. She is. She has a daughter now. Did you know that? I did. Oh, she's so I follow cute. her on Instagram. Same. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, you would, like, tigers and stuff? Like, you would... Mm-hmm. Did you watch Tiger King? Yeah. Have you watched the follow-up was... series to it? I haven't I have watched not, the second. I, I haven't seen the follow-up yet because okay. uh, I, I remember they released like some like weird zoom thing with like Jeffrey Mc- yeah. McHale and somebody told me that's like all the follow-up was and I don't know if they actually did like an extra season or not did Carol Baskins kill her ex-husband that is the question isn't it here's my thing I think I kind of feel like it could go either way because I feel like she's being too dumb to hide it. Like she's making all the signs point to her having killed right. her husband. So it could just be that like she is innocent, but really stupid. And she wants people to think she's guilty or she could be guilty. And people just like aren't investigating it. Like she's I feel just like, like a manipulative mastermind yeah. who like makes us think that she's too okay, stupid. I don't to know if them. you've heard, there's a YouTube um, channel called film theory and they did an episode about whether Carol Baskins could have killed her husband. Film theory. Yeah. And so what they had concluded is that if she had, I think, a jaguar on her property, like apparently a jaguar has enough bite force to um, actually break human bones. So if they had that on her property, then like she definitely killed her husband. And it could have like gotten rid of oh Yeah, God. and it could have, she could have, because you know that joking song, like, oh, she fed him to the tigers. Well, apparently tigers don't have enough force to break human bones. And so, like, I think I think it was a jaguar. It might have been a leopard or something. Yeah. Had, like, it was, like, the only big cat that was strong enough to do that. And they're, like, could have fed it to that. <laughs> she did it. What do you think, Isaiah? <laughs> do you think she did it? I think she did it. I think she's a manipulative master. I think, so. yeah. I think she's very suspicious individual. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I get, like, so <laughs> off topic. It's not even funny. All right. So, I know you're really involved in SAC on campus, yes. right? Are you, are you the president of SAC? I or? was last year. Now I'm taking a breather. I'm just a representative, but I was okay. president last year. So, can you talk a little bit about what SAC was and what your involvement was with mm-hmm. that? Then? So, SAC, for those who don't know, SAC stands for Student Athlete Advisory Committee. The way I like to summarize it is it's basically SGA, like Student Government Association, but Student Athlete Government Association. Yeah. So, like, we have a lot of say in, like, One of the biggest things we do every year is like the NCAA proposes new bylaws, new things to vote on. So like we get to vote on those. So it's nice because it's giving student athletes the ability to have a say in those things that govern their daily lives. So like um, one thing that people might have heard about is like NIL, um, name, image, image and likeness. We finally have rights to that. (laughs) And like it's mostly applicable like if you're a D1 athlete and like a lot of the laws are targeted to D1 football specifically because that's like all they care about. But it does apply to us too because um, our very own Wiley Kane on campus, mm-hmm. he works at like National SAC and he like helped um, revise those things to propose the new bylaws so that it would work for all student athletes so that they'd have all sports in mind. Okay, I have, a, I have a question. Yeah. If you could pick one product that your name, image, and likeness was used to endorse, what would you want it to be? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, 
I am such a, um, I don't want to use this word, so I'm trying to think of a different word. I love skincare and I'm obsessed with skincare. So it'd be some kind of like face mask or like skin cleanser. You need (laughs) like like some of those Instagram influencers. Literally. Like, this is my skincare routine. Really? I would would love to be like, have that much pull. I'd be like, oh, I love this product. It really pulls things out of your pores. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea what you were going to say, but that is not what I anticipated that you were saying. I was going to be like, Krispy Kreme donuts. That's what I would want mine well, to okay, my Well, okay, honestly, my first thought was Dunkin', but you know. <laughs> Are you like an iced coffee person? Oh, I am very specifically a frozen coffee person. Oh. So like from Michigan, any border town has Tim Hortons because yes. it's Canadian. Tim Hortons is the absolute best. The ice cat from Tim Hortons is unsurpassed by any coffee place ever. And it's so good. And I miss it every day that I'm here in Kentucky because we don't have it. But oh my gosh, when I go home for breaks... I, I, oh my gosh, I have at least one of those like every single day, basically. Like they're so good. There's like nothing better than, um, like I'm, I grew up in North Carolina and mm-hmm. so there's like things you can only get in North Carolina mm-hmm. and like you have this weird, like nostalgia for like your home mm-hmm. things, you know, like Bojangles chicken. Although I was, as soon as you said North Carolina, I was like Bojangles. <laughs> Bojangles, um, cookout is from North Carolina too, but they really? have one in Bowling Green. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, there's another one. Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue, which nobody would know here, but it's real mm. barbecue. These people don't know what barbecue <laughs> is. But anyway, okay. So going back, I'm sorry, <laughs> to SAC. So you, you want to be a vet. Yes. You're going to be a vet. Not yes. you want to be. You are going to be a vet, and you are really involved in SAC. Is there anything that you feel like you've learned from being involved in a student organization that's going to help you to be a better vet? Oh, absolutely. Just the amount of communication skills that I have learned being in, like, all of my different organizations and, like, in leadership positions specifically is – just like how to guide people and how to like work with people because, okay, so I've worked at two different animal clinics as a technician. And the one I worked at over the summer was absolutely terrible. The doctor was so rude. And so it was one of those things I'm like, I could be such a better doctor than him solely because I know how to treat people. Yeah. And that's like one of the things that like I've really learned being on this campus, like how to talk to people and how to make people want to work with you instead of like working against you. And, like, having been through that experience over the summer, like, I just know that I was like, that is such a valuable skill to have because apparently there are people that do not have that. Yeah. So, like, I'm so grateful that I'm, like, I definitely, like, I'm not, like, an expert, but, like, I'm better than that guy was, let yeah. me tell you. Well, you know, sometimes there are people, there's a lot of stuff you learn in the classroom, really important knowledge, mm-hmm. education. That guy had that, obviously. Oh, yeah. He went to school to be a vet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like at a school like Wesleyan, like outside of the classroom, those involvements, you learn a lot of those soft skills, right? Mm-hmm. Like the people skills. And I was literally earlier when you're talking about being a vet, I thought to myself, she would be like the perfect kind of person if you had to like, you know, put your dog to sleep or something. You would be so caring and compassionate. Okay, that like Because, okay, so I've, I've had to be in that room. So like that oh, was can't imagine. my first technician job. That was a big part of my job was um, I would supervise those, and it is it is so hard. Oh, my gosh, I can't And imagine. just, like, being, it's, like, a lot of just being quiet, and, because the doctor's in there, too, or, like, a lot of what would happen is, like, with the bigger dogs, they need, like, basically a double dose of our um, anesthetic. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is, like, I would sit and wait until watching the dog until it was ready for the next dose, and then I'd go get the doctor. And it is having to be in that room. Like, it was so funny hearing you bring that up. I was like, I've had to do that so many times and be that person. I can only, I mean, that's like my, the thing I dread the most. I I tell my talk all the time. I'm like, Mm -hmm. listen, Eddie, 
if you want to do mama a favor, I just want to come home one day because he's like 15 years old. And oh I'm gosh, like, yeah. just go to sleep and I just want to find you curled up on your bed because oh. I don't, but I don't know. You just have just like a sweet, calming, like personality anyway that I feel like you'd be really good at that. But I know that could only be like super difficult. Now that I've depressed everybody, <laughs> let me see what the other questions were I was going to ask you. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, Okay. What, what is your proudest accomplishment so far? Oh gosh. So like, I don't want to brag here, but like I have been really proud of myself. So I've completed seven semesters of college now and I've been on the Dean's list for four of those. Oh my gosh. And, and it was like, cause I had, it was kind of rough because I went three semesters in a row. My first three semesters of college, I made Dean's list all three semesters. And I hit where I was like, then COVID kind of came along yeah. and start school started getting really hard. And, like, last semester was my hardest because, like, we were kind of out of it then. We were still in class, but those were my hardest classes. and Or not last semester, um, last spring. Spring of, yeah. And those were so hard. And that was my very first semester in my entire life that I did not have a single A. And, like, you know, having going through that, I was like, that was really difficult. And I was like, that, like, mentally, like, really fixate on that. And so I finally... After three semesters of being off, I finally got back on Dean's List last semester. And I was, like, just so proud of myself. <laughs> like, yeah, because you didn't did. let it deter you. Yeah. I was, well, like, I, I literally, my GPA went up from the spring to last fall, went up 1.1 points. I'm just, like, in awe because <laughs> your girl was never on Dean's List. And I was a terrible <laughs> college student. So I feel like for you to be able to balance, you know, golf, because mm-hmm. I know being in athletics, the, the kind of curriculum that I know you have as a mm-hmm. biology major – um, and then all the other things that you do on campus. I mean, yeah, girl, yeah. you should be really proud of that. Yeah, I really was. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, I am. I know that even just to get an interview at Michigan State is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So no, I was when I got that because um, that was my first that was the first school I heard back from. So it was like the first like not quite acceptance, but like I'm not immediately rejected. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I made it past their first round of screening. And then, like, they started sending out, like, all these statistics and, like, um, all the applicants that applied and all the applicants that got invited to their virtual reception they had, which got you the interview. And it was, like, literally a 50% cut. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, that's so much. Yeah. And so I was like. And you made it. I know. <laughs> I'm like, if they know me, I feel like I've got better chances. If they're just, because, like, um, Georgia and Cornell, they don't do interviews. They're just, like, deciding. So I'm like, I feel like. I've got less of a chance there. But I'm like, if I can get you talking and like, yeah, I have, you no. know, I'll just send them this. Right. Right. Like I, ha- I have, that's awesome. Well, and you know, you're going to end up where you're supposed to end up. Like I truly do believe in that, Thank but you. Um, that's exciting. So and then exciting. I'll have to call you some when I have to put yes. my dog down because you're the person oh. I would want in the room. Oh, thank you. Poor Eddie. Anyway. Um, okay. Is there a favorite class that you've had? At Wesleyan? Oh, yeah. Um, I had a history musical theater last semester. With Professor and, Jewett? Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. Like, I wasn't totally sure what to expect going in. But, like, I love musical theater and I love history. So I was like, it's perfect. It's class for me. And it was it was just so much fun. And, like, we learned so many interesting things. And, like, um, the history of, like, blackface and how that influenced, um, like, the beginning of Broadway and things like that and how like World War II and like how all these different shows that were like inspired by that or like written to take everyone's mind off of it. And like it was just so exciting. And like I learned about so many new shows that I didn't know and got to learn more about shows that I did know. And at, like um, so 
if for those who don't know, I watched um there's Tick Tick Boom on Netflix yes, now. Yes, I haven't watched it yet, but I need okay, to. Okay, it's so good. I did not know when I started watching it, it is a biopic about Jonathan Larson, who wrote, wrote Rent. Rent. Yes. I did not know that. And so I started watching, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Jonathan Larson. <laughs> He's yeah. being Jonathan Larson. And like having watched Rent and having learned about the guy who wrote Rent, that it movie has so much more meaning. I was like, oh my gosh, I get that joke. And oh, it was so good. It's so good anyway, but like if you have that background, it's like, it. it makes it so much better. I love it's, Andrew Garfield oh, so anyway. Oh, so, same. Um, unpopular opinion but I find him to be the most attractive Spider-Man. But anyway, oh, easily. Um, uh, is there <laughs> the like, hair what is, alone? What's your, I know it's magical. <laughs> it's uh, so fluffy. What is your favorite musical? Um, Ooh, it's a tie between like five. Uh-huh. Um, I'd say six is amazing. It is about, if you do not know is it, that the six like divas or whatever. Or kind of. It's, up. um, the six wives of Henry the eighth. Yeah. And they do them in different styles. Of- yeah. And they're like rock princesses. And like, it's like a, it's like a concert is how they put it on. That's so good. Um, Heather's is also amazing. That's one of my favorites. Um, and then <laughs> the Book of Mormon is so freaking funny. I'm actually, um, I'm so excited to celebrate my graduation. I'm going to New York and I've got tickets to see that awesome. in May. And I'm so excited. So, um, Well, Matt and I were big Broadway people um, mm-hmm. and we went to New York in November, it was right before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we saw Come From Away. Oh. And so you can watch it, actually. I think it's on Apple TV. Oh, okay. It's a very, like, um, calmed down Broadway musical. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, it doesn't have, like, big costumes. Right. But it's about, um, do you know what it's about at all? Um, not really. I've heard that it's really okay. good, but I don't it's know about nine eleven, actually. Oh, so <laughs> sorry to swear. <laughs> but it's, there was a town in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Um, Canada, mm-hmm. where when all the flights were grounded on 9-11, this mm-hmm. one tiny little airport, they grounded like hundreds of airplanes there. So that it like multiplied that town's population by oh, like, yeah, you know, for 100 sure. for like 48 hour period. Yeah. So it's really... It doesn't sound good, but the, I mean, at the end of it, I just sat there and bawled. Well, First yeah. of all, you're in New York City, right? Where 9-11 right. happened anyway, and it's like the 20-year um, like, anniversary, anniversary yeah. of it. So, yeah. Oh anyway, my gosh, that's you should definitely watch that. On yeah, Apple. that sounds amazing. If you need my Apple login, girl, you just let me know. I'll, t- I'll hit but you up anyway. <laughs> okay, anything, anybody that has you want to give like a shout out to that's been extremely impactful during your experience at Wesleyan? Oh my gosh. Okay, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, um, I have made in this year the absolute best and closest friends on this campus that I've had my whole time being here. Um, Lauren and Nicole. And I don't know if you want to do last names. I don't know if I need to. No, you can't. Okay. Lauren. Um, Lauren Meager and Nicole Lorenzio. Okay. The absolute best people. And, like, I had known them through, like, I'd had classes with them. But, like, I got closer with them because Lauren and I were both in student leader training in August. Mm-hmm. And so we started hanging out because, like, there weren't a lot of people on campus. And then she lives with Nicole. And so, like, the three of us are started hanging out so much. And they have been the most supportive people I have ever met in all of my time here. It's one of those things you're like, why couldn't I have, like, met you earlier right, but you've got a whole lifetime now right, right? Yeah, yeah and it's just oh they they mean so much to me like I'm so glad that I found them this year and like I, it's really made this like my final year here like so much better it's like oh, that's oh, so nice I know oh, college friends like there's just like nothing like them I would mm-hmm. say that's one of the hardest hardest transitions I think out of college and Isaiah you probably need to hear this too is like um enjoy these next few months mm-hmm. not to be a downer here but because it'll be the last time that you live so close together and you have just like you know easy access to them but mm-hmm. um 
I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm 20 years out of college and right. I'm still, those are my closest friends mm-hmm. that I have for anything. So yeah. Anyway. Okay. I am so happy I got to talk to you. Boo. Yeah. Thank um, you for having I me. I can just tell sometimes like on Twitter, like some of the things that'll, it'll come up and say that you liked or whatever. And I'm like, Aaron and I have a lot in common, I think. Um, and so you're always my favorite person to have on admissions panels oh because I think you have a great story. Um, I can tell that you really do love Kentucky Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have like such a positive outlook and somebody that people can look up to. So thank anyway, you. Oh thank you gosh, for being you. here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank- Listen to Yas McQueen. <laughs> <laughs>